Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm so excited. You have no idea. This is my favorite podcast. Oh, that's scary. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And um, I was in the Pointer High School Journalism Program, and you spoke to us and that was I'm 30 now and that was I think my before my senior year I was 16. I remember when you worked here for a little bit right? Yeah I was a news clerk for a short time but but I weaseled my way into the um neighborhood times. Welcome to Right Lane a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week the Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at The Times. On today's show, we have a guest, Amaris Castillo, a talented young reporter working at the Lowell Sun in Massachusetts. Amaris grew up in Florida and is a Pointer Institute high school journalism alum. She worked for a short time as a news clerk here at The Times and was a reporter at the Bradenton Herald before going north. She's been a fan of Lane's for years and has been listening to the podcast, so we thought we'd have a conversation. Amaris is the proxy for young writers out there trying to apply the lessons we're talking about here. Today's topic, questions from the audience. So we're three journalism chicks sitting around talking, right? So, but you had some questions and you do listen to us and thank you for doing that because, you know, we weren't sure it was just going to be our mothers, although <laughs> neither of our mothers listen. So, um, so you go ahead, you, you go, you start firing off. What do you want to know? Thank you again for having me. I'm so excited. This is my favorite podcast. Um, my first question for you, Lane, is how do you find uh, telling details in your stories when you're, when you're reporting? I think usually I don't know what I'm going to need. Um, I try to have an idea of what the story is going to be about or how I'm going to approach whatever that reporting opportunity is. But Tom French, he's coming up on podcast again here now. He he had this phrase about vacuuming the scene, and I kind of feel like I try to do that, like gather everything possible and then figure out what to do with it. Like just write down everything from I, I have a, a, my notebook a place where I put like um, the five senses. So you smell something, you taste something, you touch something. Remembering to put those down, and then on the margins, writing down. You know, I would never for a news story have thought to like write what kind of lights are up there, or whether there's a carpet floor or a tile floor, or what kind of necklace the person's wearing that I talked to. Now I just try to suck all that up and have it all in my notebook, so that once I figure out. Um, what I'm writing about or what my theme is, I can choose the details that might fit or work. I I usually get, you know, 27,000 times more than what I can use or what I need. But if it's not in the notebook, it's really hard for me to recreate it. So I try to just put everything I can in there. But so you're not coming, like, I think, I think maybe what you're thinking, and a lot of younger reporters, I think, think you'll, you'll see it in that moment, and you'll know that that's an important detail. But you don't necessarily know that. You're not like, no. sometimes you might, I guess. Sometimes you might see something that's just so captivating that you'll wonder about it or try to jam it in somehow, right? But not necessarily. You're just sort of like, I'll get as much as I can. It's like casting a big net and then pulling out the good shrimp and 
throwing the other trash fish back. You know, like I I, I try to get it all That's at a once. Good reference. <laughs> that is a good I reference. Covered commercial fishing for <laughs> a minute there, yeah. <laughs> So, um, but how do you, um, is there a process, uh, like a thought process that you go through to choose and pick? Because I know um, that's something I've learned from you and from your stories is write down as many details as possible. Uh, recently, I interviewed a family from Puerto Rico. They were staying in a hotel room and there was just so much to, to take in. It was just one small room. But I noticed that the son was making like a ramen noodle soup and he was like chopping up the hot dogs and he's only 12 so that was something that i i included in the story because it was just it kind of you know struck me how they made this small space even though it's temporary a permanent home you know they're treating it as 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 a as their own home so is there a process that you go through to choose what details you include in the final draft Yeah, I think that's always the hardest part for me about what to leave out. You know, it's usually pretty easy to figure out what to put in, but leaving things out is is harder. And I think even just noticing for you that it was a ramen noodle and it wasn't just like he was making pasta. I mean, that says a lot about the economic situation of somebody. Like I lived on those in grad school. I can totally taste it again just for saying that, you know. But but having the brand name and having the – those specific details are the ones that I think are so much more telling, you know, even something like, you know, the brand of the cigarette somebody smokes or what kind of beer they drink. Like not just saying that they're drinking a beer, but they're drinking a Heineken versus a, a Budweiser gives you more of, of a um, a window into that person's world. Than, and it leaves you not having to explain things or say things because you just said it right out there and all of a sudden the reader's on the same page as you, you know. I, I make a list of um, scenes before I start to write. So a lot of times what I'm leaving out is, is it overlapping? You know, do I have two scenes of them making ramen noodles? Okay, well, then you only want to use one. You know, do I have two scenes of them putting a kid to bed at night? Then you only use one. So even before I start to write, I think I'm figuring out what I don't have to touch on, you know, what what I can leave out. I think it was interesting. You 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 just captured it though too, and like in the in talking about. So you're doing a story about this family. This is their new home, right? This hotel room. Like you had the sense to realize that um, part of what you needed to come back with is how they're making it into their new home, even though it's temporary, right? And food is such a big part of that. And okay, so they're not cooking what they would normally be cooking, I suspect. And and you're picking up on that and making it. But that's part of the bigger idea of what this room is representing in your story, right? So when you, I mean, that's what you do. You're coming back and you're saying to yourself, what is this, what is the scene that I just reported representing? And so within that scene, what are the things that I have to pull out of it to really make that come alive? And a lot of times I'll try to find a theme for each scene too. I mean, I know we talk a lot about a one word theme for the story, but what is this scene going to be able to accomplished, you know, in and of itself. Um, I think, too, when I was a younger reporter, I was so focused on writing down everything everybody said that learning to let go and only write down the good stuff or the stuff you need frees you up to be writing down what's on the walls, what is their body language like, what, you know, what brand are they using? And they might think you're still writing down everything they say, but you're you're saying, I, I mean, probably... I don't even know a third of what people say is useful, if that much, you know. So a lot of stuff that less. you less, yeah. A, a lot of stuff that you write down, you know, you're not going to need. So write down the other stuff while you're doing that, you know. Are you doing that, Amaris? Are you like um, trying to pick up, like, okay, you're 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 interviewing them, obviously, but also trying to 
to write down in your notebook, um, kind of ignoring some of what they're saying for some of the other detail? Yes, my, my process is I record the interviews. Like I you know, ask, get their permission beforehand. I, I let them know, I don't want to misquote you. Is it okay if I record this interview? And that frees me up to write down, you know, all these little details that I'll later add to the story, you know, hesitations, um, uh, body language. It's, it's all these details that I feel will enrich the story later because I already know I'll, if I, when I use a quote, I'll use a direct quote because I have the recording. And I always let people know because sometimes they're a little, you know, oh, you're going to record me. But I tell them when the story runs, you know, I usually delete the audio because I don't want that also crowding up my phone and then they feel more comfortable. So um, my, I have one more. Oh, I have another question. It's um, in narrative writing, what's your method for breaking down writer's block? when you get stuck on the opening of a story. I know in a recent episode, you said that you, um, you think of leads in, in the shower. Is there something else that, that helps you? Um, just get through the writer's block. Yeah, I, I kind of won't ever let myself sit down at the computer unless I know what I'm going to type, at least for the lead, uh, because it's too frustrating to sit there and look at a blank screen and try to be thinking of it at the moment. So I think any anything I can do to like physically engage myself that doesn't mentally engage me helps like release my mind. Like I can't just sit there and go, oh, what's my lead going to be? You know, but if I'm walking the dog or I'm washing dishes or I'm folding laundry or something like that where my, my body's engaged in something but my mind can wander, that's usually when my my best stuff comes. Um, and I also have a whole bookshelf of short story collections in my office. So I'll just spin around in my chair and read the first page of like 10 Flannery O'Connor stories or, you know, something from the Nick Adams stories of Ernest Hemingway. And just like not the whole story, but just like how did they get into this story? What was what was a jumping off point? And I think for me, short stories, even if they're fiction, really helped me figure out, like, oh, you could start it way over here in this corner of the hayfield. You know, you don't have to be in the barn with the person. And so it, it, it kind of helps me reorient. Does that ever backfire? Do you like read a Flannery O'Connor short story and think, oh, shit. I can never do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that help. I'm not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> or I wish I could make shit up. <laughs> I do think that's a good, it's an interesting lesson because I remember sitting in front of a computer screen as a young reporter and it is, it is, it's not good because you don't. Daunting. Yeah, yeah. And it's a time suck. Like if I can get my laundry done while I'm thinking of my story, <laughs> multitasking awesome um thank you so much and my last question is how do you sell story ideas that may seem obscure to your editor uh and how do you get them to care about a story idea uh recently just to like you guys know i thought of this um because there were these three i was struck by this these three elderly puerto rican men on motorized scooters in lowell and um, Lowell is a really diverse city. It's where I work, I'm at the Lowell Sun. And I was just struck by the visual of these men. They were literally like ducks, like a, a row of ducks just scooting one after the other. I was just like, who are these men? You know, they have these ailments that obviously they have to be on these motorized scooters, but they've developed this bond and friendship. But I just don't know if that's a story that, how do I sell that to my editor? I mentioned it once and he just, I, you know, I'm just waiting for the the right uh, approach. <laughs> that sounds like a lame story. It totally sounds like something I'd want to go t stop them. Hey, guys, can I go ride with you? Like, She's an after the guys. <laughs> <in this group>. Wait. <laughs> 
I mean, I think there's like there's some kind of magic formula. Uh, first of all, you have to have a wonderful editor to be able to pitch anything. At. Like I, I, I know Maria is not going to laugh at me. You know, I know she's not going to roll her eyes at me. But I haven't always had a Maria, and and I think a lot of it is is uh, reporting enough to know that there's a story there instead of just giving somebody an idea. Like I would, if I were you and I saw those three guys, the next time I saw them, I'd waylay one of them and just tell them, you know, what's your story? Like just as open-ended as possible. Like I was so struck by you guys all hanging out together on these scooters. Did you know each other before you had the scooters? And just open up a conversation so that when you pitch it to your editor, you know a little bit more than this is a cool scene. You know what I mean? Um, I know photographer, I mean, reporters will take a picture and use that to help pitch their story too. But I think before the editor's going to let you have time to report the whole story, they have to know there's a story there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, so, I mean, you can talk to that as well, but like, beyond the idea of this is a cool thing I'm interested in, like, what is it that it's going to pay off for the reader or the editor in the end? What's that going to be? And it doesn't take a lot of reporting, you know, an hour or so, and you'll know if there's something there. Well, and you, do you want to talk about bargaining? Because, like, the, the deals that you, you know, sometimes have to make as a reporter just say, like, give me a day. Yeah. yeah you know, like, or I'll do these six stories for you. Let me do this one for, you know, for me because I like it because I just want to explore or... I want to spend the morning with these guys at the McDonald's or wherever right, they're meeting. Just see what's there. Yeah, yeah, and you could turn you could turn a really quick story. It doesn't. I mean, I, I guess it depends. Obviously, if you felt really invested and you thought these guys had this really deep, meaningful story, but if they was, if it's just you know they're three old buddies and they hang out and you get a chance to hang out with them and you make it kind of just a, a nice day in the life or a morning in the life. Um, I'm sure there's a place for that in the coverage since we're always looking for stories, right? I think my first few stories, maybe not even few, my first probably couple dozen stories that I wrote that weren't covering news, I wrote on my own time. You know, I wrote them on the weekend. I wrote them on my vacation. I wrote them at night. So I wasn't saying to the editor, can I have three days to figure this out? I was saying like, hey, look what I did this weekend, you know, and and maybe it wasn't a whole story. Maybe it was just enough to make a good pitch. But I also think if you can come up at least with a lead or a nut graph, sometimes that helps to have that to pitch to the editor, you know, ahead of time. That's like I that story itself. Like, it's intriguing. But if you were pitching it at me, I'd want to know, well, what is it? I mean, what are we trying to tell with that story? Is it a story about friendship? Is it a story about getting old? And, uh, you know, what, what exactly is it a story about? Because maybe they're all Puerto Rican and they're all and it's a really about, um, you know, homeland, or homeland brotherhood. Or, yeah. So and at this point, you don't know. Right. So you do need to go waylay one of them and um, just try to, like, just have a chat with them and sort of figure out what angle you would take, what approach you would take. Because what I would want to know if I was your editor is, well, yes, obviously, how much time is it going to take? But what story is it that you're trying to tell? 
And is that a story then that then I can wrap my head around? That, you know, it's an interesting visual. It's intriguing. And I mean, I, it is funny because it makes me think of Lane because Lane does the same thing. <laughs> she'll come in and she'll say, I saw, you know, this little old lady walking down the streets. Like, well, the guy what? with one shoe after the hurricane. Yeah, the guy, yeah. <laughs> she comes in, she comes in, she goes, there's like, hey, there's a guy. He's looking for his shoe. He was in the shelter after the hurricane. I should have, I should have followed him. And so she goes out to go chase after him to see if she can track him down. Is like, okay, who steals a shoe from a shelter? I mean, you know, and, um. Uh, and who knew? But it's like we—I don't know what that story would have been. Like she never did find him, but if she had found him, then is it—is it the journey of the shoe, or is there something else, you know, deeper, more meaningful there? Um, now I do, and I do think I think sometimes when people make a pitch, uh, reporters do this, photographers do that. They have this idea, but it's really big and and kind of. Nebulous, vague, yeah, or, or or it's a noun. I always tell people, give me a verb, not a noun. You know, like, what reporter doesn't want to write about the homeless? Okay, yes, story's been done many, many times, but what specifically do you want to write about, right? So I think, if yeah, you, and and I, yeah, you just got to make that pitch. You got to, you you know, you're trying to sell them on something, right? So, well, and even if it's only like. Hey, readers, have you seen these three guys in a row, like holding up traffic at this intersection? You know, if, if they're out and about and people notice them, sometimes that's enough of a hook to right. just go, you've seen these guys too. Didn't you wonder about them? And then jump into that moment, you know? I think the, the tighter you can frame something, the easier it is to sell it to your editor. If you say, oh, it's going to take me a day. It's going to take me two days. You know, that, that I think gives you a lot more permission than this idea about a, a nine-part series about immigration or whatever. <laughs> The other thing I I'll think definitely is, um, try to track those um, men on the scooters. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And then you need to get your own scooter and follow along so you can be like part of the little ducks in a row. <laughs> Borrow one from Walmart or something. I think you always want to play offense, you know, as much as you can as a reporter because, um, you know, editors will give you their ideas and, and we're not good at that. We're sitting in an office. Honestly, you're sitting in an office all day. I'm like speaking for all editors everywhere, um, you know, and yeah, I have a pigeon that comes to my window. There's really, I don't get out much, right? <laughs> so I would much rather that you all inspire those ideas. Um, and, but, but otherwise, we're going to fill the gap, right? We're going to send you, like, here's a press release. Here's something that's um, happening and give it to you. So, yeah, d definitely work on the pitch because the pitch should be good. And, and, I, and Lane pitches, like, a gazillion stories to one. I mean, you know, right? She's got to, like, uh, I mean, seriously. This woman gets ideas every day, everywhere, and comes in and has clipped little pieces of paper, like things she read, things she saw. She wrote a note to herself. And, like, if you got discouraged every time somebody turned down your idea, I mean. Yeah, you know, no, that's a, what I was going to say. Have, have a bunch of them, maybe. And, and then if there's one or two that you really care about, fight for it. You right. know, if, if you're willing to say, all right, you're right, that's not a good idea, or somebody else has already done that before, or maybe not for right now, I'll put it at the bottom of my pile. But if there's one that you really believe in or really fight for, it's going to be easier if you've pitched other ones that you've agreed maybe not to do. Is that right? right? Yeah. 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 So let's and ask I'm you a question. Can we ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So what's, um, okay, what do you, you're, here you are, you're, you're uh, working at this paper, what, do, what is uh what is it you're trying to most do right now? What do you, what do you, what does success look like for you? Um, well, 
It's something that I've been uh, working on since I started over a year ago here at the Little Sun. Um, I'm the only Latina reporter at the paper and um, I've slowly been working on stories that I feel you know, was la it has been lacking in our newspaper. Uh, for example, uh, when I knew that Hurricane Maria was going to um, hit Puerto Rico, I was you know, worried because I have family in Puerto Rico and in the Dominican Republic and I heard that we were um, going to run like a, some sort of wire story. I went on my lunch break to this like Dominican restaurant called Rancho Tipico. It's like my favorite spot. And I knew I was gonna find Puerto Ricans there. I did some reporting during my lunch period and um, took some photos. And I, to my surprise, they ran on the front page the next day. And the whole story was just about the anxiety just how the local community of Puerto Ricans and Dominicans were feeling about this, this historic deadly hurricane that was about to hit and affect, possibly affect their families. Um, you know, right now what I'm trying to do is just raise, elevate voices in the community of people who I feel like we are not doing the best job at, at uh, covering or we haven't in the past. And um, I just, I don't want to pigeonhole myself as like the, oh, the all things Hispanic reporter, but if I'm the only one who speaks, you know, Spanish fluently, I want my editors to use that to our advantage. And I'm constantly looking for those kinds of stories. And I also love stories about how, um, like Lane, you like stories about people in the shadows. I love that as well. So I'm always looking for, you know, quirky people and uh, stories, feature stories about, you know, the elderly people. Recently, and this is a story I haven't um, pursued yet, but there was a woman who works at this uh, pet grain store. She, she sells food for pets. I went there uh, because I, I have two dogs. You have two dogs too? I did, one just passed, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, I know. I remember you uh, talking about it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to um, forever. Yeah, so um, yeah, I have two dogs and I went to the store and I spoke to this woman and behind the counter, there was a cot and this elderly woman sleeping there. And, um, and there was an older gentleman nodding off in a chair and I was just like, what is happening? Apparently she's, those are her parents and she can't give up the business. She has to carry on working and she cares for them also. So she brings them with her wherever she is. And I had asked if she would be interested in me doing a story about her. And she seems really, she seemed very overwhelmed, but open. And I haven't followed up yet because I've been you know, so busy with other stories. I also cover two towns and general assignment, but um, that's a story that I, do, I definitely want to go back to because I think, you know, the story of a, a caretaker and, and family and love, it's, those are universal themes. Oh, so yeah, I'm very much a feature story, a feature writer at heart. And that's why I love this podcast so much. Well, even that story, you know, I, I'm not trying to belittle it all. It's almost the, the irony is so touching that like, you think about people bringing their old pets to work because they can't leave them alone. And here she's at a pet store bringing her parents to work like that. Even if all you did was just sit there with her for a couple hours, like, I know you're busy and you can't talk. Can I just, like, park myself here and watch for a few minutes with you and your parents? Or be there at the end, you know, the beginning or the end of the day when she's, like, setting up the cot for him and getting them comfortable before she opens the store. Or at the end when she's packing them off to, like, go make their rice or whatever at night. I don't know. Just, you could probably gain a lot by just observing yeah. in that scene for a while before you ever sit her down and ask her any questions at all. You know, I love that idea. 
So do you think that the story could even be told in that in her preparing for it and then a separate interview to get the background? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you did like a day in the life, even if you took a Saturday or something when you're not at work and just spent the day there with her, like the beginning, the middle and the end, you'd have enough of a framework, I think, that then give her a couple hours over a cup of coffee later and you'd probably be good to go. I was going to say, maybe, so maybe we finish up on the, the, the whole point about people in the shadows, too, I think, um, in terms of selling it to your editor, because the, those are also, I think, it was always interesting to me, Lane gravitated to these people that the rest of us don't really even, we kind of keep our eyes down, try to ignore them. Um, but so then, but you, what you find, I think, and what she's found is there is always something sort of universal there. There's a person who got lost on the way to something. There's a person who's just struggling for one reason or another. And when you're when you're looking for those people, I think that's what you need to find. Find that universal something that that story is going to represent. And then that'll help you make that pitch. I think you're right, though. Everybody has worries about what they're going to do with their old parents. Yeah. I mean, that's everybody who has a parent is going to be really able to relate to that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, all right. You have any other last questions or are you good? Those are okay. all my questions. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. If you have Thank other you. ideas, shoot them to us, okay? Because, you know, we've done a lot of episodes here. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay. If you have a question for Lane about any of her stories or would like to suggest a podcast topic, please email it to writelane at tampabay.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at tampabay.com. And join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next episode. This podcast was produced by Denise Keenan. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.